Welcome to Business Unfiltered, where we dive into the raw and unfiltered world of running a business with Mercer and Jeff Sauer. Grab a seat for this unfiltered journey into the world of entrepreneurship. This is Business Unfiltered. Welcome back to Business Unfiltered. I am here, of course, with the illustrious Jeff Sauer. And today's topic, we're talking about revenue streams. And we hear this a lot where it's like, oh, you have to have multiple streams of revenue, but should you? So throwing it to you, Jeff, as we always do, trying to define these topics. A, I guess, how are you defining revenue stream and uh, this whole concept of multiple revenue streams? How, how do you look at that? Yeah, I, I have a definitely have a lot of thoughts on this, but for definition purposes, I think multiple revenue streams means that you have every single month you have multiple ways of money hitting your bank account. And that to me, revenue streams would be, I'm thinking in terms of a personal finance when I think of it, right? When I see that word, I think, hey, what's hitting your bank account? Now, there's also the other another, another thing you could think of, obviously, is multiple revenue streams in your business, multiple product lines, multiple ways of making money, whether it's, you know, ads on your site, plus course sales, plus, um, plus premium subscriptions, membership type stuff. There's, those are revenue streams as well. So I think that either way, really, when we talk about business and personal, which I'm sure we're going to get into both, I think of it in terms of hitting the bank account. There's multiple ways that revenue hits the bank account or income hits the bank account for somebody personally or in a business. Yeah, I, I love that. And and for me, it's it's like a stability thing. You know, it's it's how many it's how many different income streams. And I think you're right. It's in my in my head when I'm thinking this through, it's on more the personal finance side of things. Like what how many different income streams do we have coming in? How are they coming in? So that if one goes away, there's still stability there financially, right? And then of course you can obviously relate that to the business as well. You know, the other way I think about this is like um kind of like every, especially business, like I think business is the fabled money tree. Like I truly believe that like an entrepreneur, like the only thing that if you want a money tree for real, you create a business. Like that's yeah. how it is. Right. Um, just like all actual trees, not all businesses survive, right? Like and not all money trees will survive, but that's how I think it's the closest thing you ever get to it. So for me, it's like, okay, I have this little seedling of a money tree. Right. Mm -hmm. And I kind of, you know, grow that into, into something that's like a, a little, you know, tiny bush or something. And eventually you prune that because, and then you want it into a big tree that's producing fruit. Right. And then eventually, can you get an orchard of those, you know, type of thing? So uh, meaning, obviously, every different money tree is its own unique revenue stream. Um, but the the concept is, I think, on some of this is, is should you do that? Like, is that a distraction on some of these things? When should you do that? So is this a, is this a simple yes or no? Like, hey, yeah, don't do this. Just focus, put all your eggs in one basket and watch that basket. Right. Type of thing. Or is this is it smart to be able to diversify? We've talked a lot. Uh, in a previous episode about saying the you know the power of no and is this one of those things that you look at and you say no to or are you going okay yes i'm going to do these multiple streams of revenue here's how we're and but but then how are you doing that yeah yeah i mean i think there's some some scenario playing and role playing that needs to almost happen in order to make that decision i don't think it's a definitive yes or no although a lot of gurus will tell you one revenue stream that's it like make your money off of your primary business make it to a certain point, put all your efforts into that. And then you can invest later on in other stuff. You can do, you can make your money work for you. And that's, that is, you know, that, that does correspond with, with something that I, I think I've said, I don't, I don't think I came up with this, although I've never been able to find it on Google. When you first start out, you exchange time for money. So your time, somebody else's money, then 
when you get sophisticated, you go money for time, your money for somebody else's time. And then the final one is money for money. You exchange money for more money. You make investments. You become an investor. And that's an interesting paradigm to look at things. And so I think that makes a lot of sense. So at first, your time is the only revenue stream you have. And and your lever is getting more for that time, getting paid more for that time. And eventually your money is your lever and it's paying less for people's time than the money you're bringing in. Um, Then later on, it's just trying to get a return on an investment. So that's one way to look at it. But from my perspective, it's a little bit counterintuitive. And that is I've I've been able to go have the ups and downs in my business. And I've been, I've had at least five to 10 different things hit my bank account personally every month for the last 10 plus years. Um, investments in in real estate hit my account roughly every month or every few months, right? Um, investments in my agency, even though I wasn't working there day to day, I was still getting distributions that would come in there on a regularly frequent basis. Let's say quarterly for a lot of these things, distributions and stuff like that, sometimes annual. Then you have the business. Then I have the salary from the business. So ink profit from the business, salary from the business. Then I have other investments I have that that pay out occasionally to their investors, quarterly investment paybacks and stuff like that. Um, just different opportunities to, to bring in revenue. And that was great because it, I knew that if it was like my safety net, right? I knew that it was a cash flow safety net. And so I think that having multiple revenue streams or income streams is a cash flow safety net. And that goes to the personal finance and the business finance. So the reason why it's a dream to have multiple revenue streams is that if you have, you're diversified, right? If yeah. one thing goes bad, pandemic hits and suddenly like, you know, there, you're not getting any money from the one thing from your business, but you still, these other things coming in there. Right. And it would take four, it would take like a black swan event to lose five different diversified revenue streams versus one is your business. It's either up or down. Like if you were a drop shipper, um, that might not be a good example, but you were doing, you know, in the 2000, 2020, 2021, there was businesses went down and then up and then down and then up, right? You have a travel business. Well, if you were a restaurant, for example. Yeah, exactly. Restaurant, right? like, travel business, anything that was under a, you can't travel there, you can't go there, you can't even, you can't even make money, right? Well, right. Um, yes, if they had multiple revenue streams, that would be getting them through things, right? So, so that's, that's part of it. And so, yeah, so I think that that's the dream to have multiple sources of income, even in a business. It's like Amazon, you know, or Netflix, for example, they make money off of the subscriptions, but now they're making money off of ads. So they're adding in revenue streams. So I think it's a great idea to have multiple revenue streams. I don't care what any hater says. I think the big difference is the order of operations. You should, you, if you're struggling to get by with one thing and to make it to the point where you're, where you're making a profit or you're actually making money, you should do that one thing really well. But then eventually, once that one thing stabilizes, you should turn it into a new revenue stream. We've talked about the Boston Consulting Group matrix, right? There's the stars, the question marks, the cash cows, and so on. And that's where you should, you know, basically, you you want to plan for what the next revenue stream is going to be, but you don't want to put all your effort into it. You want to make sure that you are keeping your, your thing stable. But adding multiple revenue streams is a no-brainer for stability in cash flow, in finances, in a business, and in your personal finances. And I believe that. And... The only time you shouldn't do that is if you have no money, you should do one thing to make money. What do you think? Yeah, I agree with that. Cause I'm thinking, I'm thinking back in the day, how this started for me too. Cause you know, not, not everyone's in different journeys. Right. And so you're saying, Oh, I've had this for the last five years. And all I kept thinking was like, yeah, but what was it like in the beginning? Like, how did, how did you get there? You know? Um, and I think that was a mistake I made in the beginning way. And this is like my early twenties when I was making decent money much faster than a 20 year old should have 
Uh, so you just don't appreciate it as no 20 year old does. They all go like, oh, this is my parents lied to me my entire life. The school system was wrong. I always make this money. And and so I, I made the mistakes of diversifying too quickly into other quote unquote revenue streams, right? Um, not really researching properly. And then you end up just sort of losing a bunch of money, but whatever. We were making a bunch of money back then anyway. It didn't mm-hmm. matter, right? Um, now it's different, right? I, I do focus on that one you know, I kind of, I kind of put, especially as an entrepreneur, I put the thing, I put the energy, the resources into the thing that I have the most control and influence over, which is my business, right? Yeah. If, if, if it succeeds, it's because of the decisions I made. If it fails, regardless of how that happened, it is because of decisions I made, right? Yeah. So it's like, I follow up and I, and I just sort of focus on that one little money tree. But once that thing starts spitting out fruit, then it's like, all right, let's see who else can come in and help garden right? Because I don't want to do the fertilizing anymore of this tree, right? So let's bring in other team members, things like that. We get it started. And then what I would do is I sort of have a a belief that, uh, you know, um, I don't know if it's true, but it's useful. And so, and I'm a big believer in having useful beliefs. Who cares if they're true? Um, One of the useful beliefs I have is the more like money attracts money, right? I found that to be true, right? Whether it's because I believe it or because it's true, it doesn't matter. For my world, it is true. So yeah. the more that you have, the more that you naturally tend to have and, and attract. It just sort of is weird like that. So when I'm getting revenue coming in, I will take some of that revenue. And I definitely did this in the beginning. I take to create a sort of that feeling of multiple streams is I would fill the savings account. Because the whole idea was, okay, I'm going to take this bucket of money, this one stream that's currently coming in, and I'm going to pencil out a little, you know, five, or maybe, maybe even 2% of that back then. Well, then it's five, then it's 10, right? I try to carve out and then put it into a bucket. It's like, okay, this is your savings. You don't have to mentally worry about this anymore, right? And that that stream of revenue that I can tap into at any time is my savings. Yep. And so I like thinking about savings like a stream of revenue because I think that's a mistake that people don't do. They're always trying to get more to come in, but they're not realizing like it's not, it's yes, it's yes and. It's yes, some of that, but it's what are you doing with what's coming in? Because if I had learned that kind of technique early in my in my uh, you know 20s when I had a bunch coming in, I would have done better with it, right? Uh, yep. Because I would have kept more of it. And then, and I would be further ahead, I think probably, right? I'd probably be right where I am, um, the way that the life works. But the, uh, but that's the idea is I, I'm having these, I'm using my savings as multiple streams of income. Then I have an investment account that gets filled up with multiple streams of income. Well, now I've got something I can take advantage of and go and work with other people's money trees. Yeah. Right. Whether that's investing in Amazon or like a stock thing. Right. Something like that. That's that's a simple example of like how to invest in somebody else's orchard at that point. Right. So I can invest in that or I can, you know, put resources. Maybe it's business reserves. I can put resources into a new product, a new offer. Right. Expanding the company if I wanted to do that, branching out into another market. You know, if we could tackle that, that sort of thing. Do you and this and this is a question kind of tying it to the multiple streams part when you're ready, when you say, OK, I want to I want to do a, a, a new um, new revenue stream. Do you focus on, okay, I'm just going to do what I was doing yesterday. Like in other words, I focus on the business I have, or do you go, cool, let's create another business because I have fallen prone to the, I pray to this. I should say like, I've, I've definitely made this mistake where I've diffused my focus too fast in different areas. And you end up losing a lot of the revenue streams because one, for example, when I, again, early twenties, I owned a, a nightclub. Um, but before I bought the nightclub, I had an entertainment guide, you know, this was, mm-hmm. a, uh, you know, we have, a, it was on newsprint, right? So it was this thing we would distribute and I had a little team that go around and distribute in this little college town. And that was working. It was making money, right? It was doing what it needed to do. 
It was paying the bills. And before I had a team in place, I was a baby entrepreneur back then, right? In my early 20s, before I had a team in place, before I had any of that, I mean, I had a team, but they weren't structured. They weren't stable. And then uh, I get this opportunity for a nightclub. To, and it was a partnership that I bought into, 50-50 partnership. So, uh, so it was like, okay, this is a great idea. Let's do this. Now, obviously me talking to myself now, I'm like, what are you doing? Now's not the time to do that. But back then I'm like, I'm Superman. I can do whatever I yeah, want, right? Yeah. So, so you do it. And yeah, I lost both. Right yep. now, again, I don't, I don't regret the decision. I learned a ton and I'd much rather lose two tiny companies than learn that lesson when I'm in my, you know, much older and have, you know, two larger companies with more assets. Um, so I'm, I'm super grateful for that. But that was that was a mistake that I made. So when oh, yeah. you go to expand into multiple revenue streams, how how do you think about it specific to business? Do you create a whole other brand? Do you create a whole other product offering or do you maybe expand out within the current brand that you have? Yeah. Like, how do you how do you make those decisions? Yeah, I think I'm a lot wiser now because I did the same thing, man. Like when I, because I had a marketing agency that was successful. Well, first of all, I started out as a freelance web designer and I got some equity in some sites that were doing like AdSense back in the day. And like, you know, you'd build one up. And my goal was like build it up and then sell it or build it up and, and make income off of it. But if, but having three sites dilutes your focus versus having one really good one. Like having multiple things that you build from scratch is not ever going to lead the results as one thing that you build from scratch and then go all in on, right? Generally speaking, um, you know, it's a planting seed strategy. You plant a bunch of seeds and then you, you, you know, a lot of us want to plant a lot of seeds, but once something starts growing, you should actually just let the other ones die <laughs> or the branches on a tree, right? Like you should just, just go for the one thing. If you want to have, um, the best results, you, you ride the hot hand, you go all in on one thing, like all in is, is a good strategy for anything that has momentum, because it will generally speaking, you'll, you'll do well in that area. Um, and then I like, I, so I'm like, okay, my marketing agency is what I went all in on. I stopped actually doing freelancing. I stopped doing all the AdSense sites. And I was like, I'll just let those things go on the, on the side. And I did it for five years. I went all in on the marketing agency and the marketing agency grew like crazy 600%. I, I had equity in it. Um, it ended up being the right move for me. Like it went, took me from like, a you know, from a hundred thousand type person to a millionaire type person like that, that riding the hot hand did that. It was a 10 X effect for me to do that. But during that time I was like, oh yeah, well I'm smarter than everybody else. Um, if I run ads, I, I bought like a, a pool and it was called pool and patio. Um, I bought the website knowing nothing about it. It was like a drop, drop shipping before Amazon did drop shipping. And I, and I was like losing money on every single order and I didn't want to manage it. I was like, I'm not even like, I had somebody who was managing it. They were sort of ripping me off. I was like, I'm, I got to get out of this thing. Right. I'm like, I, oh, just cause I'm smart in one area. doesn't mean that I'm not smart, that I'm smart there. You have to focus. And then I, when I, I ended up selling the site in a fire sale, making like half my money back that I invested in it. Um, the person was like, oh, um, and I was like asking them like, can you handle these orders? Can you, and he's like, yeah, that's what we do. We, we have somebody who manages orders. We do the drop shipping. We do all these things. We have our profits in, we have our margin. We have a product list. We, we update products. We have stock lists. And it's like, Whoa, I wasn't doing any of that stuff. Like you were you know, like this, the, you're running this like a real business. Right. And it's like, Oh yeah, these are actually real businesses. It's not something that you just drop ship it and just, just set it and forget it and run ads to it. There's more to it. So I learned a lot about that. Basically, everything has to be a discrete entity. It has to have the the structure. It has to have that, that level of focus. And if you're the one who's doing it, you know, when you do it, when you do two of them, you're splitting it in half. When you do three of them, you're splitting it into thirds. You're, you're, you, most people aren't good enough to do multiple brands. And so if you hand some, if you do create a new revenue stream or a different company, 
then either you need to have it under the same umbrella company and then share resources. That's what I do now. So I, I have resources working on one thing and another thing. Um, those businesses have to be like almost the exact same business model in order to share resources. Our agency was notorious. Like we would invest money, like as an agency providing professional services, we would invest at, into products. Like we tried to create a, we tried to create data studio before it was data studio or looker studio. We tried to create, um, basically like HubSpot before HubSpot was there. It was like a multi-tenant CMS for local businesses and stuff or get go high level. We tried to create go high level before that became a thing. Right. And both of those things sunk tons of money and, and failed. And because we were trying, you know, but I don't, I don't regret that. Like you didn't regret yours because we were trying to find another revenue stream, more redundancy in the business. We are reinvesting our profits to try to find that. We were making an investment. Turns out those were not the right investments because sharing a team between a product business and a service business isn't the dumbest thing you can ever do. People who are good at services are not good at making products. They're, they're just different mindsets, right? So you can do it, but they have to be close enough. They have to be the same product, different brand. So what I'm doing with Profit Pillars and what you're probably doing with businesses is that it's the same holding company. Then I have the data-driven brand and I have a Profit Pillars brand and I can use some of the same resources there. Are they, are they diluted a little bit, right? But that's when you have to get really good at saying, okay, well, you're working on this thing. Here's the goals here. You have to get really, really good at managing if you want to do that with the same team. And it's a challenge. Every single day, it's a challenge to get to that point. So that, you know, so I, I think that reinvesting is good. I think that creating a separate brand is not a good idea unless you have outside financing or more money to put in there. Um, but also, if that's your long game where you like the business model, the new thing better, then then that might be an opportunity for you to have another income stream, right? If one thing is stabilizing, going back to the cash cow matrix, the Boston Consulting Group, if you have a cash cow, I think it's your duty to take that cash cow and reinvest it in the next shooting star or the next question mark in your business or elsewhere. Whether that's your business or somebody else's business, that's that's where the reinvesting comes into place, right? And, and I think you were talking about the same thing. At some point, we have the luxury of, re, of investing. A lot of people, they invest in other companies in the form of a stock. It's, the sa it's a yeah. safer version of that, of investing in companies, but it also... Um, it's a, you know, you don't, you don't get all the benefits of having it be in your own business. I like to bet on myself and invest in a business that I own hundred percent of because I see the gain potential, but so I'm taking on more risk to have potentially greater reward. Yeah. 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 And, and you're right. It's exactly right. Like the odds are better for you, you know, for the return on investment for that, both in terms of time and, and money that you're investing in it in a lot of cases in your yeah. business. If um, you bet you on know, yourself, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly right. And I, and I think, so let's, let's talk a little bit about active versus passive. Cause I think that's where a lot of this kind of the, the ethos of this and some of the confusion and how I've misused this, to be honest, has happened because you always wanted like, oh, have multiple streams of revenue, but everybody thinks like that you don't have to do anything for, <laughs> right? Like, it's always like, that's the, that's what we're all trying to do is just be able to live on the beach and, you know, do nothing all the time and just have oodles of money coming in because, you know, that one person said it happened to them on Instagram and that's what everybody yeah. wants to be, right? So it's like, you know, and I, I realize it's not just one person saying it's happening to them on Instagram and nothing against anybody who's got that set up. Like that's awesome mm -hmm. for them, but there's a little bit of like, that's the lottery ticket mentality. It's just the odds are that's not going to happen for everybody, but be happy but to be able to find that happiness in, Hey, I've got this thing that I have to actively work on a little bit, but it creates a lot of revenue. So then of that, and to your point, you focus on that. I think that's smart. You make it more stable. You make sure it's got stronger roots, kind of using that little money tree example. It's got stronger roots, deeper roots, better dirt, better fertilizer, the fruits coming out and, and higher yield. And that's what you're working on improving, whether that's you or you've brought somebody else in who really is yeah. good at doing that. 
right? So you're you're doing that on that money tree. But as that fruit comes in, right? Let's pretend this is like a little mythical money tree that spits out apples. Then it's okay. What else can I do with these apples besides the applesauce that we make? Can we do apple pie? Like, yeah. can we can we sell the apples on a farm farmer's market? Can I you know maybe grow a bunch of these and then have an entire orchard of apples that I can go to Whole Foods for? or whatever, right? Um, so it's like that That sort of, I, I think that you're coming at it from a position of strength and I'm still focusing on that one money tree. I'm actively focusing on that. But every brand, every every like product extension uh, does diffuse a little bit, but if it's not a, a massively different product extension, maybe not so much, right? Again, applesauce mm-hmm. to apple pie, it's close enough, right? So apples and we're working with them and we have most of the equipment is the same. You know, that kind of makes sense to do. Then I will take, you know, again, once I got that sort of the the money working, it's coming in, it's filling up buckets. The first thing I'm gonna do is fill up some sort of savings bucket, which in, in the business world, I call that business reserves, but that's just savings for the business, right? Where it's like, there's gonna be a rainy day. It's gonna happen when you have no idea and it's gonna surprise you. And so when that occurs, you know, do you have six months of payroll back there for your team? And assuming you're not gonna have any revenue at all, but you can pay for your entire team. Like that's how I would define that for me. And so I make sure it's got that in there so now I know that could be a potential source for me to tap quote unquote revenue. I know it's not revenue, but it's mentally it's okay. I've got this additional thing that has made the whole thing more stable. And then it's okay. Where can we invest? Right. Rather, maybe that's another brand extension. Maybe that's emailing your customers. Hey, what else would you like? You know, maybe that's just creating yeah. another offer or a product, you know, within, within your organization, you don't always have to go out and chase the shiny object. I have absolutely made that mistake too often uh, and probably will continue to right because i think a lot of entrepreneurs are kind of like that right we want to we want the new um but if it's if it's if you're actively managing one tree and then you go and you try to go create another one you can't actively manage both right you got to focus where you are so you have to have something that's in place where some something is actively managing that if not you then it's got to be a system or a person right or a vendor something yeah something's got to actually manage it. And that's the thing where I messed up back in the day uh, with that story I was talking about the nightclub and the, um, the, uh, the entertainment guide was because I didn't have that. I was yeah. trying to actively manage both. And I quite literally did. There were many days I was working, I kid you not, man, like 21 hours a day I would work. Um, and I did that for almost a, probably two or three weeks. It was really bad. Like I was in such a bad spot mentally because I wasn't sleeping. Yeah. Right. And I was thinking, oh, whatever. This is just going to be my story. So when they do me, when they write me up in Success Magazine, this is going to be the story I tell. You know. And it's like this. It's, I was just one of. I'm thrown on the bodies of of other entrepreneurs who said the same thing. Right. Yeah. Yes. Did it work out for Elon Musk? Sure. But does that mean that's what you do? No. Come on. Like it's ridiculous. You know. So it's like, and that's the sort of stuff. You know. Back well, then, Steve Jobs. You know. Was, yeah. Yeah. Well, and they all had a great team. Like they worked their butts off, but they also like the teams. Well, and they had a different product. Incredible. It was a different market, yeah. right? It was a different time. They were, I mean, there's a lot of, of things that are, that are, I think, out of our control that we don't give insight to. And this goes back to a little bit to our, our uh, past episode of, you know, power of saying no, right? How do you know to say no to multiple streams of revenue? Because who wants to say no to that, right? So shouldn't we take advantage of all the opportunities? It's like, well, you got to look at the probabilities of it. Yeah. So yeah. as I look at it, I'm like, what are the probabilities that if this doesn't work, what's the worst that can happen? Right. And, and, and in my 20 year old self, I was like, well, if the nightclub thing doesn't work, actually, I didn't even think that I was like, no, I, why would it not work? <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. So didn't even think about the, the consequences of it. 
realizing too late that the consequences are you're going to end up losing both, right? Yeah. Again, fine. It was a good lesson to learn. But that's how I think now. It taught me to think like that. Like, hey, if yeah. I bet it all, if I, you know, kind of using your Vegas terminology, if you, you're all in, you bet it all on black, what if it comes up double zeros, <laughs> right? What if it comes up double zeros? Is that amount of money, right? Or, or resources, even if it's time, is that amount that you put into it, is that going to hurt now this other thing if it actually doesn't work the way you yeah. think it's going to? And that's kept me from chasing a bunch of squirrels. And I think it's kept me focused on the right opportunities that have come along where I'm like, hey, listen, I can put in this much effort. And if I think that, well, probabilities are with this much resources, whatever it is, time or money effort, um, with this many resources, the probabilities are this is going to succeed, bring in, create another revenue stream, even if it's tiny. For example, YouTube channel, right? We didn't do YouTube forever. I used YouTube as a glorified video player and made all my videos private. Years ago, I, I unlocked a bunch of them. And then we've got this little teeny AdSense strategy, right? That's a strategy. Mm -hmm. it's, not, it's not a strategy, let's be honest. Uh, it's just, but they are paying us, right? We were making a little bit of money off that YouTube channel. It was nothing we did different. We were already doing the same thing. We just made them public so that yeah. we could see them. And now all of a sudden we got this additional revenue stream. Very little effort put into that and yet opened up more money for yeah. that. And what was the, the, because it was so very little effort, what if it didn't work and we didn't make a dime off that? Oh, it doesn't matter. It was so little effort anyway. All we did was make them public. We hit a checkbox, right? So it was like, okay, that makes sense to do. And now I can get multiple streams. So I'm trying to find opportunities like that versus the ones where it's like, okay, well, let's go learn a completely different market and then go learn, build a, a network in an area that you don't have and blah, 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 blah. Like that's going to be unlikely. So yeah. Not impossible, just unlikely. Yeah. I like that. I mean, when you, you hit on quite a few nuggets there that I think are really important to, to reiterate there. One is byproducts, right? So like apple juice, apple fritters, all those things are byproducts of a successful orchard. And so, and you don't need to have an active manager to, I mean, you have to have an active manager of making the juice, right? Like you have to get the equipment to do that, but it's all under one roof, one holding company. So it's way easier to do a byproduct of something that already exists. Like we added ads to our site and it immediately just gave us thousands of dollars a month um, to it. Right. I mean, there's, there's, there's good thing. Like you can add ads to your newsletter. You can add ads to a lot of different things and, and it will give revenue. Do you want it? You know, was it a good idea? You have to do the math. Like, is it, are you losing your own leads because you're giving up that stuff? Do you want to have ads on there? There you could, you could still turn it off even if it makes you revenue, but the byproduct is managed by the same team. Right. And so I think that, you know, you need to graduate to the point where you can have byproducts, and that is something where you're successful. Those are 20% gains, not 100% gains. Now, if you want to have 100% gains somewhere, sometimes it, ha it can't be within the same company. It has to be in a new company and that is there. But like you said, passive income is a myth. Everybody, anybody who says otherwise is lying to you. Um, the four-hour work week, all that type of stuff is, is um, it's... It's a dream, but it's but usually it's it's a ton of active management and then handing it over to a passive manager or a management system that makes it work. So, for example, um, like I have this website called Jeff Setter. It's my travel blog, and I was active in it in a long time, and it didn't really make any money. Then I handed it over to somebody who's on my team, and it does really well now. But he's managing it, right? So it's passive mm -hmm. for me all the income, but it's actively managed by him. Um, and so my investment strategy, one of the things we were, we, we should probably do this another time is investing in other people's orchards. We didn't really get into that on this one. I don't think we're going to have time, but my, my investment strategy, and it's never failed me is invest in the person who's actively man managing the business. 
invest in the founder or the manager, somebody who you believe will do a good job and who has incentives to do a good job to to be a fiduciary and to get respond, you know, to get the money back. And it's never steered me wrong. If I believe in the manager is out there to try to get me more money, it's outworked ten times out of ten. It's amazing. So invest in the manager that's going to be the active manager for your passive income. Cause that's the only way to have steady passive income is if the manager um, it, it's their active income, right? So they're the who, not the how it works every time. So that's my, it, above all else, I believe in every single founder or manager that I've ever invested in, in their company. Now, going back to my paradigm of like, you know, time for money, money for time, money for money. I just want to close up by saying that there is different revenue streams for each phase. And they are things where you, you know, the, the strategy is you, you do it, you get good at it have a byproduct and then either that byproduct turns into the next level of your business or it is something where you can invest that money into another business. So for example, time for money, that's like a freelancer. It's either employee or freelancer. Freelancer is the glorified version of employee. You can make more money. Your income ceiling is is removed. But ultimately, if you're doing time for money, the next thing is you want to invest that money you have left over for time of other people. So that's when you become an agency, right? So your byproduct of being a really good freelancer and investing in it is to turn yourself into an agency. Same entity, same business under the same roof and everything like that, but you're an agency. Or maybe you have that money left over and you decide to be a product business. Well, that's when that's usually when you fail because you're trying to diversify into another revenue stream that doesn't work with the same team. They can't really be under the same roof and succeed very well for most people. Right. So that that's a challenge there. So you might need to have a different entity that does a product and you can be your main investor or you invest in somebody else. Right. So um, it, it is, you know, it's interesting. But when you're doing money for time, no matter whether you choose to be an agency or a product business, your focus is on margins. If you want to have a high margin because that's where the money is left over. Right. Your, your money for time gives you margins. So you want a high margin business. And the final one is exchanging your money for money. That's when you're an investor. And the money for money, the simplest thing is bonds, stocks, S&P 500 index, those types of things. And then the more risky one is other people's businesses or even your own business, a new business line, right? But every one of those things, they're only passive if you have a good manager managing them, right? So every one of these things requires active management, but... And they all are sort of a graduating sequence to where you want to go, right? Those are the different phases you can graduate. Um, and in each one of those things, you will find byproducts to bring in more revenue, but then eventually you need to go even further to the next level. So uh, so that's what I thought about that. Um, I know we're, we're going a little bit over on time here, but this is a really meaty topic that I think we could go even longer on. Um, what about yeah. you, Mercer? Any any final thoughts for you on this one? Just just to reiterate the fact, I think you 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 said it really well. Where you're like there is no such thing as passive, um, and I like that concept because initially I wasn't with you. I was like, well, I mean, there are people who make money that, but you're right. Somebody somewhere is actively managing it somewhere, right? There is no such thing as passive, and I love that idea because I think it sort of takes out that emotional, you know, thing that everyone's trying to chase the passive income and work off the beach and whatever, and just knowing that okay, the job is I've got to know, like, yeah, I, I'm not getting calls from Amazon every day. Right. I get paid my dividends. Right. But somebody's managing Amazon. Right. And I know that as an investor, I'm actually buying that part. I'm buying their, you know, money for money to using your, your previous example there. But that's exactly right. I'm leveraging it. They're they're actively managing it. I'm just buying their active managed part of it and get a little, you know, cut of that. Um, and I like that. I like that mentality a lot. Just thinking like somebody's always actively managing. Then it's where do I put my resources? You're not trying to not work as hard. 
And I think that's the direction, right? Where, you, you know, uh, kind of looking toward where the opportunities really are. How do I actually expand this thing out? How do I make it more stable? Um, and I love the idea of, you know, how we're, how we're, how we think about investing. I'd love to, to learn that too. Um, so we'll put that down as a future topic. So with that, we will go ahead and wrap this one up as always. Thank you for uh, sharing the podcast. Uh, you know, Jeff and I both get emails from lots of people, which is fantastic, uh, about the podcast itself. We definitely appreciate if you, you know, kind of go the, the, the route of, you know, reviewing it on podcasts so other people can see it, whatever the podcast player is that you're using. Uh, would be super awesome. And at least talking to somebody about it and asking how they handle multiple streams of revenue. Go talk to that entrepreneur who's got 400 domain names that are all going to be perfect. And, you know, maybe, you know, how, how can you help them either focus uh, or just talk about things that Jeff and I just talked about, right? How to, you know, the, the, the things that we've gone through and how we've learned, you know, uh, managing multiple streams of revenue um, as you're going through, no matter what stage you're at. We appreciate you for sharing and talking and listening, of course, to Business Unfiltered. We'll see you on the next episode. And that's a wrap for today's episode of Business Unfiltered with your hosts, Mercer and Jeff Sauer. Be sure to subscribe, leave us a review, and tell a friend what you've learned today. Want to connect? Visit us at businessunfiltered.fm. This has been Business Unfiltered, always unapologetically honest.